Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. This is the Art Beauty Podcast, where we tell the real truth about the fake shit. Hi, I'm Amber, and if you are watching... This is the Art Beauty Podcast, where we tell the real truth about the fake shit. Hi, I'm Amber, and happy, happy holidays. You know, as we're going into this new year, I wanted to thank everybody first and foremost, um who has stuck by me this year. Uh, it's been a crazy year. Um, and if you're watching this right now and not just listening to this, you're probably thinking one of two things. One, why is she alone right now? That's different. And two, what the heck is she wearing? I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but you know, my hope for this end of this year, it has just been a nuts a not so year. Um, you know, there's been so much change for all of us. And uh, I just like to be so grateful. And I really wanted to take this time. And I hope just like all of you to um, spend a little time with family and friends, get a little bit of a break before we head into 2021. Um, and also just have a little time for ourselves. I know some of you may not be celebrating the holidays uh, and the new year with friends and family, um, and that's okay. I just want you to know if you're if you're celebrating here with with us, you you've got your friends and family with you because um, that's what you've all become to me. And you know, it's also okay just sometimes to have a little bit of quiet time to yourself. We have to ground ourselves in gratitude every day. Um, just that we have, you know, the strength in ourselves. So I am wishing you all a wonderful, happy new year. I don't have a guest on today. Um, I was looking back to um, finding some, one of the, the, the episodes maybe that you hadn't seen. Um, and I kind of got caught up in last year's episode. Uh, we got to interview Rayanne. She's the CEO of Beauty Blender, just a fabulous, incredible boss babe woman. She is self-made. Um, it was such an impressive interview, so much fun. And at the time I was with Ryan and uh, it just brought back great memories for me. It was one of uh, one of my favorite podcasts. We did just talk about the Beauty Blender um, with Laura. It was one of her you know, favorite beauty gifts. Um, so if you didn't get one for... Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever it is that you celebrate, uh, you know, maybe you can catch one of those sales that are going on right now and get one for your kit, something new to try in 2021. Uh, I wish all of you the happiest, happiest new year, and I will see you next Tuesday in 2021. Do you know what Magic Eraser is? Yeah, Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Uh-huh. Love it, love it. I feel like it's like the um, the Windex. You remember from, what was it, my big fat Greek wedding? Oh, and he would yeah. put Windex. We use it on everything. And so uh, the other day, I was like, I wish they had this for your face. Have you seen these, the Q-tips with the pointed yeah, end? With the, yeah, they're, yes, love them. It's Fix like the upper. magic eraser for your face. The trick is with mascara, though, you need to let it dry. Most yeah. people don't like they get it on their eye here and then they go right in. 
Go on, brush your teeth, get your clothes on. If you wait till it dry, it powders right off. That's my tip. And now we can get right into the show. Happy New Year's Eve. I know. Happy New Year's Eve and happy birthday, Tom. Happy birthday, Tom. Um, So we'll get right into this interview. It's a little bit long, but man, such an awesome, inspiring woman, Um, Rhea Ann, the founder of Beauty Blender. And uh, stick with it because we're going to talk about the exciting new products that she has just launched. All right, Rhea thank you so much for being with us today. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. I have to tell you, I feel like your product was definitely one of the first things that like I saw in the store, the hot pink, I mean, our, our logo, can you tell a little pink? Uh, I was like, I have to have this. Um, so oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It stood out in a sea of black, you know, the whole cosmetic it industry, sure, everything was black. <laughs> sure did. And when I was looking up the stats, I've got to share with people, 17 of your beauty blenders are sold every minute. Wow. That's I insane. Was, I thought it was 22. Oh my oh. God. I need to, I need to whip everybody into shape. I oh thought, shoot. Okay. Is it 22? I mean, but that means like that in the time that we're going to do this podcast, we're talking about like over 500 of your beauty blenders are being sold. Um, that's, that's just insane. How does that feel? It sounds amazing and it's awesome. And I feel fucking amazing. I mean, yeah. can I say fuck? Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and you should, you should feel amazing. I'm wondering for people who don't know, if you could share a little bit about your backstory, because that too was something that when I started to look into, I found to be really inspiring. Thank you. Beauty Blender became such um, a surprise to me as a success because I create, created it as a makeup artist trying to find a solution for a problem that I had. So I've I've been a professional makeup artist in film and television, celebrity, starting a music video in the MTV revolution. So, you know, I'm dating myself a little bit. I am 57 years old and, uh, you know, I definitely started doing makeup in a really super creative time. And I moved from music video into editorial, into, you know, which is fashion and music and fashion go together so much as we know. Um, And then into film and television, because some of the clients that I ended up working with on a regular basis started moving from music into film and television, which was new, you know, actors were actors and musicians were musicians. Makeup artists also worked in one genre. You didn't cross over. So I was, I was a makeup artist that was very lucky, probably timing, and I would like to say talent, that I had a amount of talent that was able to take me from music video to editorial and into film and television, kind of like a 360 artist. And, and well, I'm just going to budge in here. Um, and your reputation amongst makeup artists right? I mean, I heard, first heard of you. I was an intern at the Powder Group in New York City. I was waiting ah, for... for uh-huh. yeah. Yes, Michael. And I mean, everybody over there is amazing. And they had just the best things to say about you as a person, oh. as a woman, as like, you know, on set and this, you know, so I, that was around the time where, where you launched was, was that's where I was like going to makeup school and... I loved watching behind the scenes as an up and coming artist because that's where you could steal like, okay, what's in her kit? Because yeah, because <laughs> watching behind the scenes was like the secret, secret Nancy Drew, private detective. Yeah. Like, what was that highlighter? We were MacGyvering things. We were, you know, 
It was it was a different world, and I'm you know obviously so grateful to this day uh, because still today with all the different products you know I come out with now with Beauty Blender, when I want to share new things, I share with my my pro community because um, I'm a pro. I mean, those are, that's my family, you know. Yeah. Um, and and I know there's you know we live in a world now where there's a lot of different kinds of makeup artists, and they're all relevant and they're all important, important. in their own ways. Yeah. That my, you know, my, my people that, you know, I spent 25 years with are in production and, you know, that's kind of the lens that I look at whenever I create products. So that's the, those are, that's my, that's my, um, what is it called? A, a focus group. They're my focus group. And um, Beauty Blender, yes, was supported right away because it worked. It was a tool that made everybody's job easier, quicker, because, you know, we work under time constraints, which is very different than real life. You know, with the, the whole saying, time is money, came from the entertainment industry. And I think it specifically came for the hair and makeup department because they are always rushing us, right? <sighs> always, always, so, um, always. So Beauty Blender allowed makeup artists to be able to do their job really perfect, really quick and you know it was this kind of very interesting different looking bright pink tool that could very easily have gone kitschy and trendy but it was the support of my pros that really you know kind of batted this message home that like hey look this is not just a cool cute thing but it actually works um so yes so my my pro community is really everything to me the other thing that you did is you created a tool right at the time where HD came into effect, right? Yeah. In, I mean, not at the exact time, but like around I that time. You created it for HD. You really. did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was because that really separated mm-hmm. the, you know, the kids from the pros. Cause if you couldn't blend and you couldn't color match and you you couldn't hide under HD. Well, you couldn't just, you couldn't just layer on a bunch of makeup. Because no. of the show. So let me, do you want me to tell you the story really quick? Please, so, please. Yeah. Uh, I was hired, um, I was hired by uh, Mara Akil Brock to come on to Girlfriends, the, the show Girlfriends. It was a show that Kelsey Grammer had um, produced and Mara Akil Brock wrote and she was a producer on it. And it was the first show being shot in high def. So, and it was the union show. So this is where it gets a little complicated for people that don't understand the politics of makeup and and the entertainment industry. So to work on a union lot and on a union show, you have to be a union makeup artist, which I was. But I, because what I just told you about my career being a little 360, I did a little bit of everything. Um, I had a, a talent to be able to airbrush beauty makeup and they thought for air, you know, for high def, this is the way to apply makeup. So like what you were saying, the makeup look natural and it was it was a great thing to do but it was not practical to use on set you can't really you know plug in your <laughs> airbrusher and trawl up onto set and and use it you have to pull people off a set so pulling your actors off of a set especially when you have an ensemble cast of four women um, is not good because you take one and the other one said well I'm gonna go take a bathroom break or like pretty soon it's like hurting cats right you want to just keep everybody (laughs) contained in one area so I had to come up with a way to um, keep this airbrush finish that I would do in the morning um, looking fresh all day and um, 
I just started, you know, I started playing with ideas, things that worked, things that didn't work. And as a union member, we also have continued education where we take these classes all the time, these, you know, these, I don't know, continued education expert classes where other makeup artists that are really prolific come in and teach techniques, right? So I was taking this uh, this class during the time I was trying to just figure this out. And um, one of my peers, the makeup artist that was teaching the class kind of said something about, you know, classic makeup and pancake makeup and water activated makeup and wet sponges and how she still uses wet sponges with modern day makeup. And then I started thinking about, well, that would be a really great way to not have to apply more makeup and kind of just mush the existing makeup back into your skin. Like I was like thinking, right. And then I was also looking at my crew every morning we would spend like this time cutting the sharp edges off of those triangular sponges. And, you know, so you would get like a soft edge because you can't see the line of demarcation, right? Cause these faces are really big on screen. So I was thinking like, well, what if I just kept cutting it into this like rounded shape? And, you know, there was a, in the, historically with makeup artists, you know, especially in special effects, they cut sponges into a lot of different shapes to accomplish different applications. And I just started playing with the, um, the shapes and came up with Beauty Blender, a teardrop shape sponge that I would get wet and it worked. And so we would then spend our mornings not cutting edges off of triangles, but cutting them into teardrop shapes and we would just sit on set and cut them so we would have them the next day because they were walking away like we were making the sponges but then at the end of the day we couldn't collect them like the actors were taking them people were taking so I was like you know I need to find a way to make these in my hiatus and my time off and that was really that was it I mean it was for high def and I realized I was going to need them and you know my peers my other makeup artist friends that were going to be shooting shows in high def because that was coming. Yep. That's what was happening. Um, they were going to need it. So it was really just an idea for me in the beginning to support not only myself, but also other makeup artists that were going to need to do the same thing I was doing. I never thought it was going to be a big global business. I, I, I mean, you know, you dream, but I didn't dare to dream that big at the time. I just, I had something I needed to fix. <laughs> exactly. And you needed a time cutter. And these actresses to stay in one place. It's, yes. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's really, really, really brilliant. Thank and you. now the, the company, though, as big as it's become, is still, it's still your company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm still um, 100% owner of my business. That's insane. Um, and you know what's big about the business is is really the distribution. But right. as a company, we have a, we're a tight crew. We don't, I'm, I don't have, you know that many people like I don't I'm not like Estee Lauder or L'Oreal like those are humongous huge corporations like it's not a big business it's just widely distributed right well but I mean if you're selling I what is it millions I think I got the number nine million a year or this year mm -hmm. nine million that's and and now you've got not just the sponge it's makeup it's brush cleaner or, or sponge cleaner it is really amazing. Like I can tell you, like, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm a makeup artist with a dream and, um, a little bit of creativity walking down this road, just figuring things out as I go along, you know, and I'm lucky enough to have 
been able, you know, you know what, you know, I'm a great makeup artist. I will say that, but you know what I've discovered my talent is like my business talent is because I didn't go to business school. Like spreadsheets freak me out, (laughs) Um, you know, and planning and forecasting and all that stuff is like, it's, it's magical. I just, it's not what I do really that much. Um, But what I realized that I'm good at is, and this probably was worked for me well in makeup too. I I know how to hire people that do the things that I don't know how to do. Like I know how to find people that are experts at doing the things I need to do, but don't know how to do. So I've been able to assemble a good group of people around me that help me grow the business into those crazy numbers and the things that, that we're talking about. And I think that was a talent probably early on as a makeup artist too, that, um, I was good at hiring, um, people in my crew, you know, when sure. I edited movies and TV and stuff like that. And I'm, and I'm sure you're able to read a person very quickly. I know in hair, when, when I have someone in my chair, I have to read their mind. They don't oh, really yeah. know what they want. Or, and, and then, and when you're on Honey, set, you're a, you're a psychologist, psychologist you're a, a therapist, therapist, you're a best psychic. friend, you're, all of it. We're, we're, we're all the things. You're a but, disciplinarian. Mm-hmm, sit still. Um, but yeah, no, th- those are the tools that, that, that you, you either have those or you don't, you can't teach yeah. that. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you're able to read people very well. And then there's that humility factor, which, you know, you still have today that you can go, wait a minute, I don't know that. Yeah. And, no, you know, please. I don't think any human being on the face of this earth can actually really honestly think they know everything except for maybe our president. But, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I think you have to keep learning, you know, always Um, remain teachable. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, um, there was a lot of humility in my journey. I did, Mm -hmm. I did realize a lot of things that, you know, I, I should have done better or not, or, you know, and, and can you share some of that with us? I mean, I guess what I'm talking about is just when you're talking about being able to read people quickly, it's not something that, I think everybody is born with a talent to be able to kind of sum someone up really quick. I think it took me a little while. I think that um, it requires a lot of listening, you know, yes. where people want to do a lot of talking. So um, I think that's something I learned. Um, and and lessons along the way. I mean, geez, yeah. I mean, <laughs> how many? <laughs> where, do, where do I begin? Um, <laughs> There are so many, you know, from, you know, planning and budgeting and from manufacturing and, you know, trying to create products you think people, I mean, I've had products that people just don't like and it's fine. You know, you just Mm -hmm. make another one or make a different one. Um, I think one of the biggest, the biggest, no, I was just going to say one of the biggest lessons I think I talked about just briefly earlier that I learned in the last year was with the launch of my cosmetic uh, foundation called Bounce. I mean, it's this beautiful, beautiful formulation that was the culmination of my 25 years as a makeup artist, being a specialist in skin color and mixing and being a woman of color, a Latina with black children and having a career that was exclusively women of color before that was popular, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I didn't make as much money as the other ones. But, um, you know, all of that 
you, you know, when I learned this last year, one of the biggest things that I learned was that I had not spent enough time in this journey with Beauty Blender telling people who I was. Like I have not taken enough advantage of social media and put myself out there and talked about my career and the different things that projects that I've done that everybody sees and knows and the artists that I work with and all this. And I think that, um, you know, there was this, there was this controversy when I launched Bounce that I, you know, I didn't have 40 shades like Rihanna. I had 32, so I must have been a racist or I must have been, you know, how can I not be inclusive? And, you know, and really all that was, was really for me a lesson of like, okay, girl, you know what? You just have not told people who you are. You have, yeah. not, you have not let people know who you are because if they knew who you are, like they know who Rihanna is, if they knew who Rianne was, by the way, she took my name. Her name is Robin. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I'm just kidding. I love her. Actually, I worked with her very early on in her career. She's a sweetheart. Um, you know, if I would have spent more time really bragging, I guess, about who I was, maybe that wouldn't have happened, you know? So that was a lesson learned. But I came from a generation of like, you know, you wear black and you sit in the back. You don't, you don't ask for autographs. You don't talk about your clients. You don't, you know... Yep. You, you protect, you protect your, your, yeah, your talent. You're, you're and you, hired and you, for mm-hmm. your confidentiality. You're hired because I can't tell you how many, you know, big clients I worked with because I had a reputation that I didn't sell stories. I didn't, you know, you know, share anything. So, you know, it's a total 180 now in the world where you, you know, you just share everything. So I'm getting used to it. I let other people share, but I'm starting to talk about myself a little bit more. Well, welcome to the party because we are so excited to talk about you. And I have to tell you, uh, Rian, that's one of the reasons I wanted you to come on because, you know, you mentioned Rihanna and um, we know the Kardashians have these makeup lines. And I I think Mm -hmm. that people take for granted that, you know, you don't have to be, and I know um, Kylie is a a self-made now billionaire, and I don't doubt that that woman works her tail off. But I think sometimes, you know, the rest of us need to see somebody like you who, you know, didn't come from, you know, boatloads of cash and money and 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 were really like the true uh, business, you know, boss babes and, and turned an idea that they believed in, something out of necessity, something out of the job that you were loving and doing into an incredibly huge, I mean, is it, how, how much... Can I ask not to be gauche, but I mean, what is beauty blender has to be millions, if not more. Uh, in sales or valuation or what do you mean? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Let's say multi, multi millions. Yeah. I mean, congrats. Like that's so wonderful. And, and yeah, I think you do need to get out and show people, you know, there's so much flack in the, in the media and it's something that drives Ryan and I crazy it's like at what point is a business, you know, and I remember when it came out with the colors and um, it's like, at what point can you take any sort of a risk? There was the whole Peloton ad and we're not going to get into that because we don't need to, but it's like, come on. I mean, for the holidays, I don't know if you saw that or heard about that. I know all about it. It's ridiculous. And it's like, come on. I don't know. I never felt sexist. First of all, I've been to the Peloton and by the way, like people who can afford I would be very a, happy if someone gave me a Peloton. Exactly. And and oh my not God. for nothing, people were like, it's not inclusive. And I'm like, well, Peloton isn't exactly an inclusive brand for $2,500 on a bike. It's great. But most of the girls that I've seen who do Peloton look exactly like that model. <laughs> so um, 
anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, I, I do want to talk because I know that you just launched a new product. And one of the things mm-hmm. that you mentioned sort of in your thing was that Beauty Blender needs to be used wet. And I yes. will admit when I first got it, I didn't know that. Well, don't feel bad because you're not alone. There are many, many people that even though we broadcast it, we print it, we teach it, they still, you know, people do what they do, you know, they, yeah. they, yep. do, what, they do what they think is natural to them. And, you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is cosmetic sponges for modern history have all been distributed as a a product of convenience, okay? So they were either made to fit in a compact or put in a bag of 42. Um, They were never really designed to put makeup on your face. They were designed cheaply because we wanted them, or the manufacturers rather, wanted them to be disposable so there's this replenishment business going on. Or, you know, they never told you what to do with them, how to use them, how to clean them, how to replace them. So there's a lot of information about sponges that we were never told as a culture of sponge users. So it's not unusual to, to understand that, you know, people do what they do and they're not going to actually wet their sponges unless you like pound it in their heads. Right. So, <laughs> but it is a very different product when it's wet. So it's really important for you to wet the sponge. So yes, this new product for this new year that we have coming out is a product that has been designed. Yep, there it is. A product that has been designed to really have a fun characteristic that really makes people want to wet their sponge. And I have this ready. Okay, first of all, the packaging for this is so freaking cute. I got this. I was like showing Ryan and I know luckily we got this is like press, but I'm like, how adorable is this? So I did want to show it. And, um, I've got the water here. Yes, ma'am. Is it so cold or warm? It's, it had ice in it. Cause I knew it has okay, to be cold, so it's cold. Right? Okay. And it does say on the brush, can people see this? Let me go here. Are we going to be telling people or are people going to see you do this? Yeah, they're going to see Both. me do it. And okay. we're telling them. So if you're not watching this, by the way, go watch us on YouTube. This YouTube is a visual channel. transformation, honey. Uh-huh. You need to see it. So yeah. stop what you're doing. If you're just listening to this, stop what you're doing. Go to YouTube.com forward slash art beauty and get ready for some magic. Um, but the new sponges have wet me right on them. How mm-hmm. cute is yeah. that? Yeah, we wanted to like – we wanted to um, – uh, stamp them with this because hopefully someone will see it before they use it and go wet me. Oh, okay. But then when you wet it, I, we created this technology kind of like a mood ring. Mm -hmm. If you guys remember, if you're old enough to know what a mood ring is, but it changes with the heat of your body. Should I dip it? Yes. So, so, so dip it in, you'll see it goes in one color and comes out another. Well, actually, you know what you need to do? You know what you need to do? You need to to put it in your hand for a minute and make it warm. Okay. Because you must have the cold. And then have the, yeah. Oh, oh. okay. Oh my God. My little kidness just came back. <laughs> oh, and then put it in the water, and and then it'll turn pink. So basically, if you're in a cold it's, area, you use warm blue. water. If you're in a warm area, you use cold, cold water. water. And basically, what it does is it changes color, and 
let you know that your beauty blender is ready to be used. And, and it's just, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun tip for women and, and people that are new to makeup, especially mm -hmm. to use because it's, it's really a product that you get the most benefit from when you use it wet. So this is just an educational support system for consumers to understand that you must wet your beauty blender. Yes. And you must clean them, um, <laughs> so you know. <laughs> Let's bring. Can we just can we just quickly talk about it? There we we came across a quick article that was like, "Is your beauty blender killing you?" Which I hate those things. It's like, ah, it's stop. One of the, just it, stop just, it, right? It's insanity. And the whole point of the article was that people don't wash their stuff. And you know, when as a makeup artist, as a hairdresser, hairstylist, when you go to school, the number one thing they teach you is sanitation, and you can't cross contaminate your client or your your actor or what have you. Right. And as uh, having have been through the rigorous training, I clean everything before I use it again, which I overclean and I over it's it's a mess. But my sponge was always wet because of that, so right. I never forgot. Um, and and it does it helps blend and push the product as a man who wears makeup and it does, don't really want everyone to be like oh he's got a full face on, you know it is the number one thing that I use to apply. So well, here's, I love it. here's the thing. Here's here's the whole thing about that. You know, first of all, let's just call it what it is. Okay, people people want to, you know, if Beauty Blender, if nobody cared about Beauty Blender, if it wasn't a successful product, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about whether you should clean it or not right now. Right. Or people having problems with it. So I feel like people target just target product products randomly. That's going to give them the most visibility for themselves. That's one thing. Number two, I, you know, when I was creating Beauty Blender, it was such a, like a, it was almost like a, a, a research experiment for me. Whenever I would get a new client, first thing I would always do is like, you know, because I don't know anything about you. You don't know anything about me. Let me see your makeup bag. Do you have a makeup bag in your bag? Let me see it. Let's open it up. Let's look at it. Honey, those bags were like petri dishes for all kinds of diseases. <laughs> I mean, you literally would see broken powders, powder rolling around in the bottom of a bag. You would see brushes that never have been washed since the beginning of time. You would see lip glosses and lipsticks with the caps off and lint and tobacco, whatever. I mean, the most disgusting things, right? So the fact that people care so much about a beauty blender being clean actually is a really good thing. So yeah. for me, the fact that they're bringing this attention out to begin with, I know it seems a little counterproductive, but let's talk about it because yeah. the whole reason I created Blender Cleanser was because of the things that I saw in makeup kits. And the reason why I created the, the cleanser to begin with is that I knew women were not throwing away their sponges like they were told to because before they were told that they were disposable. They weren't throwing them away. They were using them until they were shiny. Have you ever seen a sponge get shiny because yes. someone loses it so much? It's so gross. So, you know, the fact that <laughs> I also created the very first sponge and brush cleanser on the market was a direct response to the fact that people didn't clean their tools. They didn't clean anything. So number one, if we really care so much, let's give credit to the fact that we now have something to actually clean your tools with. The other thing about it is that people would say that sponges specifically were not hygienic, but somehow brushes were. 
And that always really puzzled me. It just like, it, it showed me like the depth and the ways that people actually think. Because if you think about a brush and you have all these fibers right next to each other and each fiber, you're a hairdresser, you know, hair is porous, right? Yeah, absolutely. Hair, hair has little pores and slits that hold things in them, just like a sponge. People say, oh, sponges have cells and things get trapped in the sponge. No, things get trapped in your brush too. But nobody ever complains about, well, you you know, you shouldn't use that brush because you can never get it clean. Of course, no. people think you can get it clean because there's a brush cleaner. Right. Well, we have sponge cleaners too. I that mean, actually work for your brushes and your sponges. And we have done tests on our sponges and we clean our sponges and they become cleaner than brushes. I agree. I feel like at I the mean, end of the day, again, if you don't, messaging. yeah, if you don't clean, if you don't wash your towel enough, that thing will kill you. The amount exactly. of diseases and and germs and and. Well, <laughs> but while we have you here, I, I do want to ask you. So, because we have Beth the expert, um, how often should we be uh, well cleaning our beauty blender? Is it after every use? So here's here's the thing. So first of all, we know people do what they're going to do. Right. So this is what I tell people what I do and the way I can clean my sponges every day. I have a beauty blender nest, which is like a little holder that I created or my blender defender, which is a carrying case that's soft and allows air and light in it. I keep that right by my sink. Okay. Right. When I get up in the morning and I brush my teeth, I wash my cleanser. I mean, I wash my blender, sorry, with my cleanser because it's all right there. I keep my blender cleanser, cleanser soap on the counter. If you want to keep it in the little case it comes in, you can. If you want to put it next to your hand soap, bar soap, whatever you're using, you can. But I brush my teeth. Then I take my sponge, I wet it, I swirl it around in the soap, I squeeze it a couple times and it's ready to go. Nice. So yes, you, you can wash it as often as you'd like to. Of course, I suggest you wash it every time you use it because it's just, it's fresher. It expands differently. You know, when you have makeup in your sponge, so I've become like a sponge expert, by the way, like something I, I love never it. thought I would. <laughs> like, like I could be like a sponge scientist now. Of course. Um, but, you know, if you wash it every day, it just expands better. It It um, is, you know fresher and cleaner if you're worried about hygiene. I mean, honestly, if if you are, unlike a makeup artist where I use sponges on multiple people, if you're only using it for yourself, you know, you, you, you're going to do what you're going to do. But right. me, I, I have to wash all the time. So every day, all the time, next to your toothpaste, on your sink. And Love what it. about um, replacing them, right? Because these things are built to last. Right. So, when and you are. said, yeah. so, so how, is there like an expiration date? Is there a time that we should be saying, all right, time to get a new beauty blender? Right. So, you know, the reason why I created Blender Cleanser and didn't make Beauty Blender a disposable product is because I care about the environment. Thank you And for I that. don't think that, Thank you know. Thank you this, so much for that. <laughs> you know, I, I took stock after, you know, 15 years of my career and, thought, my God, how many sponges alone have I thrown away on different productions? Like, and I'm only one makeup artist. I mean, there's so many of me out there. So it just didn't seem to be a really healthy um, product as a disposable product. Um, so with that being said, I created Blender Cleanser to extend the life of your sponge. Now, 
it depends on how often you use your sponge. Like if you're a makeup warrior and you're wearing makeup every single day and you're using it for touch-ups, I mean, yes, that thing is going to wear out quicker than if you're just wearing makeup on the weekends or something. So it really just depends. We say three months because that is a good amount of time that you can have to replace your beauty blender with. But I mean, honestly, if you only wear your makeup once a week and, you know, three months, I mean, I, I don't call bullshit. I'm a pretty honest person. Like, you're going to be able to keep it longer. You are. You know, it's beneficial for me to say throw it away and get a new one, but don't. I mean, you can use it longer. Uh, I'm such a fan of having, have three, invest a little bit. And then mm -hmm. you can, if you're not someone who wants to clean every day, don't. Have, when you clean, clean all of them and then well, pull Well, that's why quick. we have Blender, uh, I'm sorry, Blender Defender. So you can have one in your purse. You can have yeah. one, mm -hmm. you know, in at your vanity, wherever you do your makeup. Yep. And then you have a spare one if yep. you lose it because people will try to steal your beauty blender. <laughs> so it's true. So true. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I used to live with five girls and it was like. You <clears throat> just disappear, um, right? Sprout I also want to take walk away take the opportunity right now to say it's not just for applying foundation. There's like actually many things um, and you can get really creative uh, with what you do with your beauty blender, but it's also great for um, like serums and mm -hmm. lotions. Yeah. I mean, this is just, a, it's an all around ultimate tool, you know, and I'm so proud to say that you know, I created the category for this type of tool because we're finding this shape as I knew is good for so many things. When I originally um, created Beauty Blender, of course it was for foundation, but we found at the time that it was also amazing for cream blushes. Cream blushes were very popular at the time. They were just coming out and everybody was putting them on with your finger. Your finger is this size, right? Your cheek is this size. So what ended up happening with cream blushes is you were rubbing the blush away because if you were dotting the blush on, it had a lot of fingerprints. And pretty soon you were happy because pretty much you didn't see the fingerprints anymore, but you didn't see the product either. So Beauty Blender right. became really great for cream blushes. It became really great for loose powders because, you know, brushes are great. I actually have a line of really amazing brushes that I just came out with. I don't know if you guys have seen them, but they have roller tools on them. They're really cool. They're not, well, they're only on my website right now. They're I was like, no, I have not seen them. They're going to be in Sephora <laughs> soon, but they're, they're actually, I think this month, we're in the new year now. They're, they're coming out really soon with them. But, um, you know, brushes are like little brooms, right? They're like brooms. Yeah. So when you put powder on your face, you're kind of just sweeping the powder all over the place. But if you like these glowy looks, for me as a makeup artist, I know the best way to really emphasize a good glow is that you have to have a matte area next to it. So you have to have the, the no shine next to the shine. And that requires powder. So when you use Beauty Blender and dip it into some powder and dust it off like a kabuki brush, you can powder around your around the glow areas to just really emphasize that shine. So I love it for powder. I love it for powder blushes. It's great for, um, you know, finishing overall, like, like all of the YouTube beauty looks now are like so, um, step oriented. There's like so much going on. There's a lot of product you're putting on your face all the time. I like to just get a beauty blender and just at the end of your makeup application, just like go around and buff everything out and just make sure it's all blended and looks good. So yeah, many, many different things a beauty blender can do. Yeah. Love and it. Ryan, I read somewhere that it's good. And I'm sorry if this is 
not um, an oh, approved no. use. But yeah, we were talking about it. Do you yeah. want to tell people what this little guy, what this little tip is good for? Well, I mean, I have some, I have some friends in the entertainment industry. Let's just say that. And, uh, it was a very, um, you know, it was, it's on, on trend to have a very, um, very pink area and that people are bleaching and people are lifting tones around their bum. And I had people who didn't want to like touch that area like that every single day. And I was like, Oh, go get a couple of beauty blenders because mm-hmm. you, and use the cleanser and apply your cream to lift the tone <laughs> of the area. Um, and you can stay sanitary because your, your cleaner is clean. That's amazing. The areas of beauty that we need to consider these days. I know. Awesome. Um, That was not what I was talking about, though. I was actually talking about uh, (laughs) hairdressers can use this and women at home can use the pointy end to sponge in um, hair dye for their roots. Yes. (laughs) Or you can use it on your bum. I mean... Thank you, Rayanne. You've really no, you covered us literally head head to toe to toe. Oh, oh yeah, literally. I have I have uh, I have heard of many many creative uses for Beauty Blender that I'm it sure. definitely was not designed for. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to good. go there. So, um, what else is so? What is like next? What's the where do you go from here? I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm just starting, you know, I mean, Beauty Blender, it's so funny because Beauty Blender was like this, this kind of distraction that happened to me as a makeup artist. You know, I never, like I said earlier, thought that a sponge was going to become um, a global business for me. I never thought that it would take up as much time in my life as it does. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't really do that much makeup anymore, which I cry about because I really am a makeup artist and I love doing makeup. Um, but you know, you got to know as a makeup artist, because there was no beauty blender when I created it, what I had been working on prior to that was makeup. So, you know, beauty blender came along, like I said, and was this great distraction and, you know, became a, a tool and, you know, took me down this path of becoming a tool manufacturer and creating this category for, for now other people to live in. But as soon as beauty blender it became stable and I ended up with this amazing team that I have, I was able to go back to what my original thing was. And that was to make makeup, what I am really an expert at. (laughs) So, you know, like I said, last year, uh, I entered the color market for the first time and um, introduced Bounce, which is this amazing foundation that I took years making that is, made in these uh, very small lab in Italy. It's like the formulation is insane. It's so beautiful. Um, and I created this bottle with a palette on the side because I, with everything I do, I kind of want to do it, like I said before, through a pro lens. And I was tired of seeing women putting makeup on the back of their hands all the time. And I knew as makeup artists, we use palettes. We have to download and be hygienic. We can't cross contaminate mm-hmm. from client to client. And actually working with a, uh, a palette, if you're not a skilled makeup artist, it actually helps you control how you apply the makeup so you apply it better because you're not like dripping on your face or, you know, like you're actually able to kind of use a palette and control how you're going to put the makeup on. So I wanted to share this with everybody. And I had created this other tool a couple of years ago called Surface. And it was really too much of a pro product. I don't think it really resonated with the consumers. I think it intimidated them a little bit. Yeah. Um, so 
I was like, okay, well, that's fine. I'll just sell it to pros. But I really think this is a valuable um, like product, a tool for, for the consumer to really save makeup, learn to use their makeup properly, um, mix makeup, become like your own mixer, like if you want to do things. So anyway, Bounce has this really amazing uh, palette on the side that you use. And for me, that's kind of you know, the most exciting thing that's happening right now for me, because I'm actually able to go in, enter the color industry now and do it on my own, fund it myself and, you know, not have to listen to any bankers or anybody to tell me what to do or how to do it. And I'm just like loving it. So the next couple of years I've dedicated to looking at my business, almost like a fork with two prongs. So I have a tool business and I have a color business. Mm -hmm. So I'm creating pipelines of new product for both of those prongs. And that's super exciting because I don't know of any other brand that's doing that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, brands will have, you know, they'll have their color assortment and then throw in a line of brushes or now they want to throw in a beauty blender type product. Um, but they're not really tool companies. We are an actual tool company and a color company. Yeah. So for me, I think that's again innovative. I don't know anybody that's doing it and I love it. So that's what I'm doing. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today and also for um, you know, b- being behind this, like I said, <laughs> one of the first things that I saved up my money for, I bought, we still use them. Um, I love that there's a new one now again. It says Wet Me. Uh, does yes. this one have a special name? It's, it's the called, shade. Yes, it's called Wave. The Beauty mm. Blender Wave. and Look, it's turning that, blue on the top. It when you touch it, it, it changes color. Oh, yeah, here. It's the, yeah. Let's see. Rub it like that. Yes. And then you'll see it. Heat activated. Cold Heat activated. activated. Yeah, love see it. it? That's why we call it Wave. I love, love it. it. But it's uh, water activated too. So the water does it also. So the water expands it. The temperature changes the color. And then you've got your wet beauty blender. And thank you. So if there's one thing we want to remind people, like you're probably using your beauty blender wrong. So um, clean it, number one. We have a motto. (laughs) Wet it, clean it. Well, okay. So we have wet, (laughs) squeeze, bounce. Okay. And then we have um, wet, clean, and repeat. Mm. Oh, good. Wet, clean, and repeat. What Uh, other wet? Yeah, Very cute. Yeah, like wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Very cute. And Love I like it. wet, clean, bounce. Um, so thank you. So where can people find this? Will this be in Sephora, Ulta, all the usual places? Wave? It will be. Yeah. It's it's exclusively for Sephora. So okay. you'll be able to see it in Sephora. Yeah, they're super excited about it. We, we have some really um, amazing like display units and stuff coming out. So it's, it's a really fun, fun product. Again, I think one of a kind. I don't know of any other product that changes color like that. So no. It's very interesting. Yeah. Thank you so much. And can I please, 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 please remind you, share more who you are, please. As a woman, as a mother for for your children, (laughs) your presence is so needed uh, in in a time like today. You you. are, you're a powerhouse and you are, you're such a power of example that many people need to see. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. It was fun. 
Thank you for sharing your story. And of course, if you guys have any questions, if you want us to reach out to Rianne, um, you can find us on Instagram. I'm obsessed with this. It was just starting to turn colors. Easily distracted. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, at Art Beauty Podcast. And uh, if you're not watching this on YouTube, please go to our new YouTube channel. It is youtube.com forward slash Art Beauty Podcast. And watch us, like us, subscribe, and comment. We'll pass it on. And as always, we will see you guys next Tuesday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.